forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hi. Hi. So you have been busy. You've been a little busy, a busy little bee. A busy little bitch. <laughs> oh, a bee. Yes. I, one, felt the need to apologize for our Candy Muse episode because the audio was so bad. I got more than one message. Y'all are all slick with the, how do you put subtitles on a podcast? Yeah, we know the audio wasn't good. Yeah, we kept saying it. Yeah, we have to reminding you, so I'm sorry, but this is our going to be our apology tour. I feel like anyone trying to expect high-quality technical um, prowess from Candace Musical is... They don't know what up they're... up the wrong tree. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing then. Can we just say the fact that she said, oh yeah, my full name is Candace Musical, was such a gag to me... That was so crazy because I was like, "Wait, we've been calling her that," and then and I don't I know her like Maybe that. she listens to the no, podcast. There's no way, but there's no way. I don't even think she knows what a podcast is. Still, <laughs> you're so bad. Okay, so speaking of Brooklyn, essentially, so, why? Okay, I've been very. We always joke and talk about people being pushed down the stairs in Brooklyn, right. and. And I don't actually really understand why that's a joke. It's a joke because no one knows if the person who was pushed or if, if the person fell. No one was really there. It's also a story that was like possibly happened at five o'clock in the morning. It was New York. It was DragCon. There's like a lot of legend and lore about what happened. So are you saying that it's possible we might be doing an investigative journalistic reporting uh, segment? As an apology, I think that's what we're doing. Okay, stay tuned. Hold on. The year was 2018. The place. New York City, Brooklyn, New York City. Someone fell down a flight of stairs. I was not there. I talk about it all the time. Today, I'm going to get to the bottom of who pushed Gemma Bubblegum down the flight of stairs. Or if she fell on her own. Or if drugs were involved. Or what time it was. And I'm here, too, because I don't know what's going on. Join us today as we get to the bottom of who fell down the stairs in Brooklyn. Oh, wait, should we just call it The Stairs? Do you remember that one movie? Because they couldn't figure out if the husband pushed his wife down the stairs, but oh, he the did. Stairs. The Stairs. This is our bum, version bum, of The Stairs. The Stairs. What's your favorite part of the Law and Order thing? Probably that. <laughs> or the... I don't know. Well, shout out to Dick Wolf for um, executive really producing Really nailing this that. Episode. I think at the end... No, it's the <laughs> wah wahs Because when I was performing... You know, I've performed that. And I do like a lyrical dance. And on those... <laughs> Not I, like, a twerk. lyrical dance. Well, what else do you call it? I guess lyrical means words and there's no words. I so do a- you lip sync to the sounds of the song. Yes. Well, I but wish I it was the sounds my... of silence. I like to move my body. <laughs> I like to move, like to move my, my body. body. The first time we ever heard this story told on the podcast, it was during Mary Cherry's episode. Yes, Mary Cherry joined us in Los Angeles for a rousing episode of Sloppy Seconds, and after a little bit of goading from Meatball told her side of the story in which she had zero involvement. But apparently, these two girls in Brooklyn who didn't like each other, two drag queens, okay. yes, um, were uh, at a gig together and... She, no, they of- were at uh, Spectrum. <laughs> okay. They were at Spectrum. The new Spectrum, right? Uh, the new Spectrum. Okay. And... <laughs> 
they didn't get along. Okay. And so while one of them was like coming, in the bathroom, one of them in was the in the bathroom during K. Oh, I didn't know this yeah, special yeah, yeah. part. Oh, well, uh, they Exclusive. come out of the bathroom, they go down the stairs, and the other one just pushes her from behind. And the other one's like trying to get into the bathroom to do K. <laughs> and she's like knocking on the door. Get out! I want to do K. And I'd like to do some caffeine. <laughs> and oh my God. So the other one comes out and just like, geez, you can't wait. And For your K? Yeah, and like pushes the other one slightly and she got them k wobbly and then it was like, a death becomes her moment and she's like and this, well. is, this is what was said which i even though i think it's so disrespectful but the fact that she said said what she said and then did the action i thought was a, kind of fabulous she's like oh no you do not push me fall down the stairs and then <gasps> actually pushed her oh i love so it's like a witch move like Fall down the stairs. You know? She cursed her. Yeah. So she goes down the stairs. Then I just start posting every video of someone Hilarious. falling down the stairs and just being like, Brooklyn Queens, be like, Brooklyn Queens, yeah. be and like, And how did you hear about it? Because it was online the next yeah. day. It was like, she shoved her down the stairs. And then, of course, the minute it happened, Pinche was like, some bitch just got pushed down the stairs here in Brooklyn. And I was like, wish I was out. Wish I could have seen it. Yeah. Um. So then I start posting all those things. And then I sent one to the girl who got pushed. No. Nope. And I said, is this funny yet? And she was like, mm, not really. And I went, sorry, Diva. <laughs> just kept posting them. Because oh uh, uh, it's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry you got pushed. Also, that was my drag daughter who did the pushing. <laughs> my ex-drag daughter. Now, I decided that the best thing to do would be to speak to someone who was actually there that night. Someone involved with the event. Someone who actually helped and knew the people involved. And would you believe that that person had a wild and crazy name like Molly Rhinestone? Let's take it to Molly for the true facts. <laughs> now you're calling them true facts when everything is hearsay from every party. Let's take it back to Molly where she's going to give us some insight hearsay and uh, possible libel. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, my name is Molly Rhinestones. I have worked at the Dream House for years. Um, and I was there helping after the incident occurred. Um, oh. I showed up around 4 a.m. 4? Yeah. Girl, around- it's New York. Oh, wait, you know they York, show the up parties late. close at 4 and then you start partying again Dream- at like 4.30. Dream House went to like 11 a.m. Um, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls that were there were expect they were planning on a long night out. Right. So I showed up around four um, and beeline to the bar because I was pretty much still sober from working the door at another party <laughs> and was taking shots. And Ruby was there and told me that she had pushed Gemma down the stairs, but it was an accident. Like Gemma was fucked up. And came out of the bathroom, and she was getting sick. And I guess Ruby knocked on the door because the upstairs bathroom was, like, prime real estate. And they'd been in there forever. Mm -hmm. So Ruby knocked on the door, and Gemma came out upset and started shoving Ruby. Oh. um, So Ruby shoved her back. And unfortunately, the stairs were right next to the bathroom door. So then Gemma fell down the stairs, but it wasn't like a purposeful, like malicious, I am pushing you down the stairs. Yeah. Right. Um, so then like we were so insanely busy that night. Like lines were crazy at all three yeah. bars. The manager was trying to deal with all three bars at once. And like it is 4 a.m. So the children are fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, so still he like, found a mediator it seemed like they talked and everything was okay yeah and we got Gemma ice behind the bar even though it was crazy one of the bartenders um stopped working to get her ice and then another employee who was also off duty um and myself got Gemma ice sat down with her and I think this is like important to note and I talked Uh to this other employee as well Gemma told us she was really fucked up. Yeah. And then the next oh. day, 
um, all these stories came out that no one at the dream house did anything to help Gemma. Oh. And, oh, see, I didn't hear that part of it. And that, and she also said that she was completely sober at the time. Oh. Uh, so, oh. so that. I'm trying to be as bipartisan as possible. No, that's you, great. You're giving us that's you're the, giving us facts. We love you're that. Us, <laughs> but can we I actually, ask a, you weren't what? actually there for the shove. So this is all that's I also was, yeah, hearsay. This is all right. aftermath. Yeah. Mm. And what did you witness as far as as you're getting Gemma Ice and everything? Did you witness like really intense injury or like banged up? I know you're not a doctor and like whatever, and it was four in the morning, but I'm just curious. Like there was no like bone shooting out of a thing. Like it was like, you know, no. banged up and bruised. Yeah, it was okay. just, I think her, I think it was her knee hurt. Um, Got yeah. it. We've all been there before. Yeah. Thank well, you thank so you much, very much, Molly, Molly. Yeah. Where Great can everyone night. find you? Uh, on Instagram at Molly Rainstone. <laughs> but don't Lovely. message her about this. She's but just yeah. telling us what happened. <laughs> yeah. right. Have a good day, y'all. Okay, Thank thanks. you, you too. Bye. Bye. Ooh. Ooh. Juicy, juicy. See, now, I admire that she said that Ruby pushed her, but according to Mary Cherry's story... She wasn't pushed. She just was like a ooh ooh, and she fell. Ah, interesting. Because in this in this retelling, Molly says when she showed up, Ruby said to her, "I, I pushed, pushed Gemma down the stairs. I didn't mean to push her down the stairs. I just meant to push her back because she had been pushing me, and Gemma is really fucked up to get That's into what the I bathroom. Got. Yeah, and then of course it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm not gonna believe that anybody there was sober." Right, unless it was me, girl. Would you be there? Would you be hanging out? I have gone to a party or two at four four in the morning, and then it's four a.m. still, and you're sober, like at the afters, planning on hanging around at the afters. It happens sometimes, especially if I'm chasing dick. 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 Oh, all right. Well, I can't wait to hear from the. From the, the other people themselves. you have lined up. Meatball's done some amazing investigative journalism. I also, some of the other girls, and I will say their names and then possibly leave them out. So you should call her, like, Rebecca Bagel. And- Rebecca Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> but just say it in a really monotone voice. So anytime we say <laughs> it'll be Rebecca Bagel. And then, and then anytime you say it should be Move. 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 Rebecca Bagel. Both told me different stories via via Instagram. What did they say? Now, Move said that she was in the bathroom when it happened. I also thought originally that Ruby was in the bathroom and Gemma was coming up the stairs. Because that's what I had heard was happening, was Ruby was in the bathroom, Gemma went into the bathroom, and Ruby came out. Either way... Oh, so we just got the opposite of that from Molly. Yeah, which was the story that I had heard, which maybe I'm just misunderstanding what people were saying, but that um, Gemma was like already kind of tipsy and fell backwards and blamed it on Ruby. Ooh. So who else and are we going to talk to? And someone else said, we're going to talk to Gemma Bubblegum herself and Ruby Fox, the pusher ah! and the pushy, or the, the person who watched someone fall down the stairs. We got them both coming up. Very exciting. So we're going to get to the bottom of this. We will be right back with more investigative journalism right after this. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted. Dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, 
the mushroom is filling. Like there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. some amazing in-depth journalistic work meatball was able to get us in contact with the one the only ruby fox the alleged pusher in the incident we were able to hop on a zoom and chat with her but if you guys don't know me my name is ruby fox or robert jones i'm a visual and performance artist based in new york city so hello to everyone what an hello. intro oh, fantastic um, oh my god, thanks. We brought you on the show because I don't know if anybody has ever mentioned this to you, but there is an iconic New York legendary story that involves you <laughs> that I am obsessed with. Obsessed. Why don't you just tell us like what you remember from that night beforehand? Like, where were you? Were you at a club doing a show before? Yeah. Did you just go straight to... Okay. So why don't you just like give us a rundown of the night? I'll give you an overall rundown of the night. Just to let everybody know, this is coming up on by next week in the three-year anniversary of the situation. So this is the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I remember that, actually, I think it might have been like last night was a three-year anniversary because it actually happened a week before Halloween because I remember the next week I was back at that same venue doing this Halloween after party with Suzanne Barch. So I, oh. it was like a whole thing that I had to come back to the venue. It wasn't a bad thing on my end, but they're making sure she wasn't able to come back because she was like, <laughs> kicked out but just letting everybody know yes there was an incident that did happen three years ago um the run of the night was every like tw two saturdays a month i actually work at pieces bar with the legendary boutique Ferris. and uh, i pieces love bar, pieces bar pieces bar first of all is the whole moment and they pay really good and that's why at that gig when they say you're not allowed to drink i don't so I'm also known as like one of the queens of the club in New York City. I work yeah. at Lady Factors and Barge Ty Sunderland. So I'm very much a club queen. I don't do a lot of bar gigs, unfortunately. So when I do do those gigs and I'm getting paid well from them, I try not to fuck it up because mm -hmm. I like to hold it down. We got to keep our bills paid in New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, yes, I was doing a gig with them. Um, It's like a full night show. And then at the end of that gig, I left Pieces Bar, which is in Lower East Side, Manhattan. Well, um, West Village, Manhattan. I get in a car, I go straight to the Deep End, which is actually my home bar, and New York City is the first bar that I've ever worked at. <laughs> they booked me at, it was the first bar I've ever done anything Oh, that's in. awesome. Yeah, so I go there all the time, and my best friend, Jessa, who also is one of my roommates here. Hi, Jessa, I love you. Um, she was throwing a party called Circuit Circus, and it had like Amanda Lepore, CT, and everyone, so I went to host that party after. Now, that party is actually... That I don't sounds know like fucking lit. Amanda yeah, LaPorte oh, and CT and Jessa? Okay. Yeah, it was a whole moment. It was like a list of like 16 of the girls. It was like Ryberg. It was like everybody. It was like insane. 
Wow. Um, but yeah, so after that, actually a block or two down is a space that is legendary called the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And the Spectrum mm-hmm. is known for being the best after party event space, um, artistic venue in all of New York City. It's the only after that is like open from like four to like 10, 11 a.m. You know what I mean? Right. So I decide after this because I hate doing pieces. The only thing I hate about it is I love the money. Let me tell you about that. I love the money. But the only thing I hate about it is that I'm not, I love pieces. I love the money. Um, I'm not allowed to drink there. It's like a rule. Like the mm-hmm. uh, drag queens aren't allowed to drink. And so I have to shift on Saturdays just because there's been so many things. And then them knowing me, they're like, not, we ain't getting Ruby crazy. <laughs> so when I went to the other party, I was completely sober and still like annoyed with that. And then I show up to all my friends drunk. And then we all walk over from circuit circus because it ended at four walk over like three blocks down to the spectrum and you're still now, sober at this point i'm sober and i'm also out of drag at this point oh so, my goodness it's like four a.m but it's okay because i'm with all my friends and it's like a really yeah. good moment you know so i I'm would out be of drag throwing a cow i would be screaming at people already <laughs> oh my god no 4 a.m and no just, alcohol no thank you bitch i can't i can't mm, <laughs> you know i can't be dealing with people with no alcohol it's like a whole moment Ugh, i can't do i just be side-eyeing everybody be like get the fuck away from me uh, <laughs> But yeah, we walk over and um, I was actually hosting the Spectrum that night. So I was hosting. I, when you're hosting Spectrum, you don't have to come and drag. It's like, whatever. You better board. have three gigs lined up what? on the same night. That is New York. <laughs> yes, I, I know you, that's I New York. Than anybody I else opened ever. Up. I thought I opened up with I'm the queen of the club scene in New York. I'm yes, trying to give you guys a <laughs> She said, I, I work the... here, and then I work here, here, and then I went to this job. <laughs> as soon as Miss Aquaria was out, I said, bye, bitch. <laughs> Let me get my gigs real quick. Okay. Yeah, so um, I walk in. I was hosting, and I had all my friends with me. Everybody was with us. It was like a group of 10, 15, and I got them all in at the door. So as I was getting all of my friends in at the door... I was actually, a group of my friends had to go to the restroom. And now there, there's two restrooms at the spectrum. There's one that is upstairs and there's one that's downstairs. And it's a flight of stairs that has about four steps and then a little bridge area. And then it goes down four steps. It's like one of those little turnaround oh, things. Yeah. Like, so been, yeah, yeah. I think you might've been there actually. I don't know if you did when you came to New York. No, but I you, was famously not there that night, but I wish oh, I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so with that being said, so I had about five friends that were going to the restroom because they were like, the other bar closed. They're like, we have to pee first and then we can do all of our shenanigans. I was like, okay, I can finally start drinking too. So I was happy to just get in. But I was waiting at the door because I was making sure everyone was checked off my list and making sure they could all get in because Spectrum is very expensive. It's like $40 if you're not on this list. Right? Damn. So I was getting all the girls in. So by the time I get everyone in, I go over to the restrooms, right? And I guess my friends are all waiting there looking like weird and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? They're like, someone is in the bathroom. And my friends are knocking on the like, hello, who is in here? You're taking forever. So I walk up to the door. And while I walk up to the door, the door immediately opens. And I'm like shook. So I'm like, damn, that was fast. Okay. Um, the door opens. And it happens to be this boy by the name of Lucas or Luca. I don't know. But he's also a drag queen in New York City named Gemma Bubblegum. What well, was a drag queen? I don't really know if that counts as being a drag queen if you have no gigs and you don't work or anything. But I mean, oh maybe that God. still works. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, my you question can't... is, so neither one of you is in drag. My whole no. vision of this story is like the staircase is 20 steps and it's a straight drop off and you're both in drag. Neither one of you was like, I'm, I'm just shook. My whole yeah, memory me, is shaken. Yeah, your whole memory. The thing about this is, is white people tell stories. Look at all look at the history books. I um, imagined her in like a big dress, just like falling down. The, it's just full, some dude. A full six-one dude. While I'm sitting at five-six. <laughs> oh, six okay. One. So the door Very opens. The door opens, and it happens to be Luca there. Luca or Lucas? I don't really know what his full name is. I don't really care to. But. And I'm like, oh, hey, um, my friends and me, we need to use the bathroom. And then they're like, excuse me, Ruby, you need to fucking move. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But they were upset, come to figure out. They were like, he was like trying to say like, oh, don't bang on the door while someone's in the bathroom. And uh... I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I wasn't banging on the door. Um, my friends were, I just walked up. So like, don't take that tone with me. Because I'm sober at this point. So I'm not dealing with nobody's bullshit. Right. Uh... So then literally within like a couple seconds, he happens to like push me. To try to like get out the door, and I was like confused because I was like kind of shocked because I like we never had any bad experience or anything, right. we never had any issues. So I was like, "Are we really doing this?" Oh, and because I'm like confused at the point. As also, you're sober. If I was drunk, it would have been like, "Ooh, whatever." But you just put your hands on me, and 
in his head, what I've heard from the situation, he's like, I was trying to get out the restroom and you were in the way. Uh-huh. But in my head, you just put your hands on me. So then I say, are, are, you, are you serious? Are we doing this? Then he happens again to walk out and shove me to the wall <gasps> while he's coming out the bathroom. Uh-huh. Mind you, I don't like getting my hands put on me. I'm a 24-year-old dude in New York City. I am not from New York. I'm from Anchorage, Alaska. And where I'm from, oh. if someone puts your oh. hands on you, you put your hands back. So sure I have to just shove this person off of me. Because you know when someone tries a body check, you shove them off of you. Right. Just because literally the bathroom is right here. You open up the door, you're coming out. The staircase is right there. So oh. this point happens to like, in slow motion, falling down the stairs. And all my friends are like, no! So then it's like, white Charlotte took a tumble. And <laughs> as she's going down the stairs, because I'm in fight mode at this point. As she's going down the fucking stairs, I like yell. I'm like, I hope you die, bitch. Like, I'm ready to, like, whoop her ass because, like, don't put your fucking hands on me. A similar statement, yeah. Yeah, I said that, I hope you die, but she gets up the thing, and I'm, like, giving myself to my friends because I'm about to snuff this bitch. And then she, like, runs right past me. And me and my friends are like, this is the weirdest fucking situation. We don't see her for another 30 minutes. Can you clarify, when she runs past you, you all then followed her as she fell down the stairs? No, we all just watched her fall, and she got up, and she got up the stairs and ran up the staircase. I'm right here and runs... Like she's about to come fight, and then she runs like right past me. Oh, so she fell down the stairs and then got up and, and came got back, back up the and stairs. Ran up yes. the stairs. Okay, thank what? you. I was, yes. just, I was trying to oh understand the space. Goodness. We need and a diorama. Right my... We need a diorama. Yes. <laughs> I wish I had a. I should have had a checkboard, like a chalkboard, and like pictures <laughs> on the wall. Yes. Right. Like, okay, so this was the staircase. And this is how this went. Okay, so okay. down the stairs, up, back, back up, up the, the stairs, stairs past, past you. you. Crying, I'm Very assuming? Alice in Wonderland tease. Very okay. Alice in Wonderland tease. Okay. Down and up <laughs> and past. Um, yeah, so she like, it looked like she was coming right to me and she just ran right past me. Mind you, she fell down five steps. Okay. So that was like already like get out of my face. And oh, the so steps were actually. You, oh, she landed on the landing. landing. Got up and ran. On the landing spot. She didn't and go down the whole staircase. Up. Oh, my and goodness. And the steps are covered with turf, like grass. Hey, grass. Oh, So it's not like some hard... This is like all stuff that people don't know. They just hear no, things. And I, just... I, thought, I thought a girl got pushed 20 steps down. Oh, oh my God. So she's fine. She gets up. She runs past you, and she's yeah, all mad about it. Yeah, she runs past it. me, and she's all mad about it. And I... Well, she didn't even see much she was mad. She was just gone, and I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, that was fucking weird. I was like, if that bitch comes up to me, I'm going to whoop her ass tonight because I'm like over it. And then many of my friends were like, let's go do some shots, Ruby. They're like, stop, don't even, let's go do some shots. You're too sober for this or da, da, da. So we go to the bar, we do shots. And about 20 minutes later, um, Molly, one of my friends, like she comes up, she's like, what the fuck happened? And a bunch of people are coming up like, Move. other people are like, I heard you trying to fight Gemma, all this. And then uh, I don't know in what line people were coming up to me, but I like, kept telling them the situation and everyone knew the situation. So then after it was like, Within 30 minutes of her falling, she comes and in the middle of the venue, we have like this thing where Molly's like, you need to take care of this with this person. And I don't know if it was Luca. Um, there's another Luca who actually works there, but his name oh, okay. is like Sam Jock, who was there as well. And he was like, yeah, you have to figure this out. This person's on a lot of drugs that are on ketamine. And I was like, oh, I love ketamine. I don't like any other bitch. I, uh... I do it all day long. But the thing was, this person was out of their mind and they actually come to figure out what they were telling me was she was in the bathroom because she was so sick throwing up and they had had her in the back room for like some amount of time before trying to help her sober up. So she was like really okay. fucked up and in a K hole. God. So, like, yeah. <laughs> this so this is what I, dark. Can I, before the center <laughs> of the club mediation, when yeah. people were coming up to you, what were you saying? Because even though your intent was not to fight mm-hmm. someone or throw someone down some, or whatever, when yeah. you did defend yourself by pushing. Yeah they ended up down some stairs. So what were you saying when people were like, what happened? What happened? Were you saying, oh, I pushed Ooh. her down the stairs? Oh. Yeah, I would say, oh, oh. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> like, I thought no. you were like, you were like, what are you I accusing like, me no of? No more questions. I'm just curious what you were saying in that moment when people were like, what happened? The, situation, the thing about it is, is I'm known to be in New York City like, like someone who's, I guess a word would be ruthless. I don't give a shit about anyone. <laughs> For me, drag is very much so a job. I am Robert Jones outside of drag. I am a visual artist. Drag for me is a completely different thing. It's a job. If I'm out as a boy having fun with my friends, I don't want people coming up to me like, I don't like you because this is this. And you just did this to my friend, your drag drama. A lot of people don't like me. I work a lot. I make some of the most money in New York City. I get to travel the fucking world. I work with Suzanne Lee. A lot of people don't fucking like me. And Mm. that's the end of the thing. You're not going to like me. I'm an incredible performer. I do this. And at the end of the day, I'm never nice to anyone. I don't have to be. I don't need to give (laughs) you my energy. It's like, that's not my job is to be nice to other drag queens. I don't even have to work with other drag queens most of the time. 
So it's like that, not my job. So a lot of people already have problems with me because I just don't really care to be friends with everyone. Mm. I have my group of friends. It's like it. the community and drag and work, all that is completely different than my real life and my, and my friends and the people I keep close to me, you know? Yeah. That's just how I live it. A lot of other people, they reside in that and they need the community and those are their friendships and drag is everything that's not me. It's completely a job. It is a nine to five for me. I don't know how y'all do it, but that's how I do it. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, so that's not a different, a weird thing for people to come up and be aggressive to me at places. It's like, whatever. I just I'm like, whatever. If you or your friend come up, I'm gonna whoop your ass. And they'll just like walk away. Like, it's like as simple as that. We'll have an argument and they'll just walk away. So All when right. you were but- having this mediation in the club mm-hmm. with, because uh, we did speak to Molly and she said there was uh-huh. a manager who came uh-huh. in to sort of like mediate yeah. in the moment. What happened there? So what happened then was, it actually was this girl. She, she she just wasn't there, but she ended up apologizing to me for putting her hands on me. Oh. She literally, oh. she apologized to me. She's like, I'm sorry that that's all happened. This is like not okay. Like she apologized to me and her like weird. I think she, it, it just, the way she was speaking was so weird to me. And I know where K-Hole is like, girl, I mean, I was in K-Hole last night, but it was just something <laughs> off about the way she was speaking. Like, <laughs> like girl, I was like, I have the bag right on my bed right there. Um, it's like there's something <laughs> off about the way she was speaking. So it was just like it came around to us just both apologizing to each other. But I was like, at first, you put your fucking hands on me. You right. don't know if you do that to someone, mm. this is what you're gonna get, you know. But it came to us both being like, I'm sorry that situation happened because I did say I'm like, I'm sorry that escalated that way. I'm sorry. I'm like really sober right now. I'm not having fun. I'm not taking anyone's bullshit. And it was just right. the thing where we're sorry. Yeah. Let's let this go. We'll have it all cleared up and everything. And we go about our night. She's still there, slinking around. We're walking around. Everything's cool. Okay. Completely cool. Everything like like nothing happened. Everything's cool. And then the next day, I'm out with my friend Jessa because um, we just had a whole day together. We went to the movies. We turned our phones off and everything because sometimes I just need to get away from my all night life. And we had like a whole day. And I come to the deep end, and Jorge, my the owner of the deep end, is like, "Did you see the post that was posted about you?" And it was this long winded post about how yes, I got a physical altercation with Ruby Fox. She pushed me down a flight of stairs on Facebook and all this stuff. That was like, what are you, what, bitch, this is what happened, but you didn't explain any of the rest of the situation. You made yourself look like some victim in the situation uh, because you wanted a lot of people to bandwagon with you because you are a lonely person. And you just oh. like, like the idea of that. And then I go to like text her and stuff. And I have texts where she admitted, she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, you were in the way and I just need to get out of that situation. So I did push you and then I pushed you again when I was trying to get out but I wasn't intending to hurt you and you pushed me an ill intent I was like yeah I did so like she admitted to all this stuff and I posted all this stuff on my Instagram so like everyone who's worked at that venue who knows her who knows me personally who actually didn't hear the story secondhand knows like the real tea and the only issue that I never made a public statement about this is that venue is like kind of a close off it's not a legal venue right I worked there a lot and the manager told me just leave it a lot situation alone just don't even say anything about it. Just leave that situation alone because I still have to work there. She was also banned from that venue moving forward because of her mm. actions there that night. Oh. Because I had to still work there. I worked there all the time. She doesn't work there like that. She doesn't so, work anywhere like that. Okay. It sort of turned into a situation where like everybody who knew what happened really knew, but yeah. the people outside of it saw one post and that became the narrative. And that became the didn't, complete narrative. No but one the really investigated. Part is that that no. night, y'all both already apologized and it kind of right. cleared the air. I mean, I in moments like that, you could still be upset with someone for a little while, but I don't think yeah. it's worth the the explosion the next day to change the narrative. Yeah, that's exactly what was the shocking thing and so confusing to not only myself, but everybody who was involved. And even her own friends were like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, that ended up happening. And yeah, so she wasn't allowed to venue. I had to go back. I'm sorry, I keep getting messages about Halloween. People trying to get on list. Um so <laughs> trying to get on the list. She's still working. Uh, the same thing happened. Um yeah, so she wasn't allowed back because I had to do the after party with Suzanne and perform for that the next week. And it was like she wasn't allowed back because of the first of all, her using the venue's name and her being the sole one of a part of that and the one who started it, and because of the people at the venue who were workers, were like, No, we had to take care of her for a little bit because she was so gone. Mm, and Ruby was completely mm. sober because everyone knew the real tea. But I couldn't say anything about wow. that because I don't lose work. But it ends up turning out I did lose a lot of work because of it because it went around all of New York City that I'm some fucking aggressor. And the only gigs, any bar gigs that I had, I kept because everyone who knows me knows me. And they just, right. if they were like an employer of mine, they just reached out. I said, just call this person, the owner of the venue. And they, the managers will talk and they tell them that's not what happened and everything. 
So a lot of people seeing that later, seeing me continue to work and get all my gigs and stuff, and like, no, she needs to be canceled from the community and everything. People hated that because they did not know what truly happened. And ah! I wasn't allowed to say anything about it. I literally wow. have flown to Vancouver. I've done gigs in Vancouver, Chicago, Miami, LA. And I've had people like random accounts and stuff message the bookers and stuff and be like, you need to watch out for her. She's an aggressor. She's her. She's aggressive. She's beat people up. She's done all this stuff. And it's like, first of all, he wasn't in drag. It has nothing to do with my drag. Second of all, I'm a 24 year old boy. I'm going to get in a bar fight every now and then. Yeah. It happens. And then like, third of all, you don't know me or anything that's happened. You're like a random person online trying to be like a fucking cancel culture, save, save a whole bitch. Right. This white woman you don't know shit about. Like, it's like, it's, That's it's been so like, and it's crazy. going on for years. Well, and here we like are, you, still talking. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is happening. This is the first time it. I've heard the true story, and I feel like maybe, I mean, I'm not taking sides because this literally has nothing to do with me, but like, I feel like maybe it did affect you in some way because you weren't. I mean, the only thing I had heard about you was that you did push someone down the stairs, and I kind of was like, maybe that's somebody that I shouldn't work with because of that. But wow. it was like. Like, that's just what happens when there's negative stories like that put around. And now I'm hearing it and I'm like, well, damn. And it's such a catch-22 because the the um, the spectrum is now closed. So talking about it is sort of okay. But that yeah, was that's why. this, this really okay. underground secret venue that was a safe space for queer people. I remember going to the old spectrum. Yeah. And like, you know, like it was a special thing built by the community. So if you were to do an article or like do a timeout magazine expose about whatever, the whole venue would get ruined for everybody. So yeah. you must at me again. Right. So I you took like the, the chip on your shoulder. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I'd rather take the money and like take take the hit it's like whatever at the end of the day i can't stop i'm not going to stop working i am an incredible like i'm incredible with my makeup i'm an incredible performer mm-hmm. i do all this stuff. i'm not going to stop working like at right. the end of the day and i was like i don't want to get a venue with all my friends that work there shut down so yeah. it's like, just take the hit and leave it alone and unfortunately i didn't know it was going to get as big as it did but it really did it was a huge i would say like annoyance to like I guess my, I'm like burping, uh, my work and everything <laughs> I've done. Cause I've done so many other things. Like I'm one of the first drag artists to ever be in W magazine and the art issue. Yeah. I've done both. Oh, Cosmo, yes. I've done nylon, Harper's, every major magazine you can That's think of. Insane. I've been in and had publicity. I've worked with Charlie XVX, Vincent Slater, Kim Petras. Like I've done all this stuff. And the main thing that people hear about me, I have like literally records that are bigger than drag race girls, like in terms of my work and notoriety. And the only things people hear about me is this situation. And yeah. that's crazy. And it's like, wow. oh, it's like, it sucks that my artistry has been given this narrative rather than all the amazing stuff I've done. Yeah, but, you know, you are obviously so driven and you work yeah. so hard and you work with so many amazing people yeah. that this will, you know... Look at you. You haven't you haven't let it stop you at all. And that's yeah, amazing. No, I, like, like, I got bills to pay. This is New York. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you your for time. being with us today. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? If you would like to see actually my work and not just justifications of me being an aggressor, um, <laughs> I am <laughs> online at Ruby Fox NYC on Instagram, and you'll find me pretty much everywhere on that. So thank you all for having me. I hope it was a good moment on your end as well as it was for my, me. I think yes. it was incredible. I love it. You need your own podcast because, Mama, right. you are an entertaining uh, bitch. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. And I love the name Big Dipper because I'm from Alaska. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Okay, girl. But thank you guys for having me. I'm gonna thank log off you. And my drink. Okay, and you guys have a great day. Bye, Bye. Ruby. Thank you. Bye. I know what you're all thinking, but what about Tremor? Well, after some goating and texting and prodding and a possible purchase of an OnlyFans account, I'm not sure. You did, you both. No, I didn't, but I should. We got in touch with Gemma Bubblegum to hear what happened from their side of the stairs. That was good. Their side of the stairs. You know what song you're doing? No. You're doing um the dance break from uh America from West Side Story. 
I want to be in America. For me, come be in America. And then when they dance, it's like. That's what you're doing. Well, listen, thank you so much for being with us today. I know Meatball has been hunting down facts. I've been obsessed with this story for, I, apparently it's on its third year anniversary. We just found uh, that out. Two year. Two, two year. year. Yeah. 2018. And, and PJ, who was the one who told me about it happening, just told me it was four years ago. But, <laughs> so, so no one knows. So again, every details of this story is a lie <laughs> or misinformed. Because I like... <laughs> Anytime so, I hear this story, there's so much to talk about it. But wait, before you before okay. you get into what happened, I just want to do like, why don't you quickly just introduce yourself and like how you got into drag, and then you can go into what you were doing earlier that evening. Like, how did you end up at Spectrum? Okay, yeah, for sure. So, um, I actually I no longer do drag. Oh. Um, uh, I I kind of my last performance was really Bushwick of last year, um, and I okay. started to fo- I started to focus more on like my healing business. I opened up an LLC in January. I applied to schools, um, and really, it's all because of what happened that night. Oh. Um, um, and you know, I have now I have a chronic pain condition called fibromyalgia. Oh right, um, Lady Gaga has that. And it can be triggered by traumatic events. Um, and, you know, this this one happened, it, you know, it runs in my family and, you know, it could remain dormant. And then all of a sudden something happens and you have it. The doc- doctors don't really know that, like a lot about the disorder. Right. Um, and, you know, through that, I started researching about mind-body connection, like, you know, um, blockages in the spirit that manifest in physical pain and, um, you know, in the way we move through space. And I, ha- I had been doing massage for a long time, um, for like three, it's been four years, so I was at two years at that point. And it kind of made a really big shift into more of a healing experience because of that. And you know, I decided if I'm going to, there's a ceiling to that without schooling, you know? Yeah. Right. And so I was like, okay, I got to break the ceiling and do the things that I need to. I'm a nerd. So I like researching about it. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of the trajectory out of drag, but I started drag in 2017, actually in January 20 or February, uh, 2017, I was dating Kelsey Dagger. Okay. Um, and they kind of introduced me to like the whole nightlife scene. And, you know, I was hanging out with Charlene almost all the time. And she was, of course, I was, I was the twink of the year. You know, she's got like several. Sure. Um, you know, so uh, I was the twink of the season. And, uh, you know, she put me in drag. I felt like, you know, she actually gave me the name Gemma. I When I went out that night, my name was going to be... Gladys over. <laughs> oh, no. And I explored a lot of my gender identity through Gemma. And so I was having a little difficulty. I get naturally a little bit disillusioned when I'm on the toilet. I hear Ruby <laughs> outside with five other people, like gabbing, yelling, screaming, and banging on the door. I had been in the bathroom for maybe three minutes, two minutes tops. Uh-huh. When you, you walked know, into the bathroom, was there a lie? Like there was nobody there. No, there, there was it's nobody like, there. I told you, it was Dream an empty house club. Was pretty it much was... empty. Oh. And you can do those, like that. You can do that in an open space at Dreamhouse. They're not gonna really be like. Yeah. Yeah. So they're waiting in, and they're waiting for the bathroom. I hear Ruby on the outside, and I'm like, and I know Ruby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now another little bit of segue before I get to the next part of the story. <laughs> uh huh. Um. So about two weeks prior to this, I'm on top. Me and Ruby are in drag. Ruby shows up with makeup where she has like prosthetics that look like a slit, like this. Uh. Out and braids. And so she shows up like that. She looks great. I see her at the bar. We're still friends at this point. And I like me and Ruby were chill. Um, and so Ruby comes up to me and just says something wild off the cuff. And is like, I did this makeup tonight because I almost stuck a razor blade in my mouth. And, what? and I look at her and I say, Ruby, do you have any friends outside of nightlife? 
and like just like that like you know i'm her friend i'm not just being condescending with her i just am asking her a question because uh-huh. you know and so i asked her that question and she's like no and i'm like why don't you come over smoke a bowl we don't even have to talk that much we'll turn on some like chill music and like hang out and oh. like i said that to her and and i said that to her and i was like okay um then, then you know we just kind of parted ways for the night i didn't see her next right. okay now go back and we're, we're back at dream house i'm on the toilet um and so i hear ruby banging on the outside and i'm and like a- approximately what time of night this is still early this is like, like this is close to 2 a.m okay. okay this is like in between 1 and 2 a.m so i i'm in the toilet and i hear ruby on the outside i'm like ruby give me a minute because i know her voice and i figure she's my friend right mm-hmm. you know and so I open the door. She's there with five of her friends right in the doorway. All five of them <sighs> right there. And Ruby's like screaming at me. It's Ruby. What the fuck? It's Ruby. Like, and I'm like, girl, like, give me a second. And granted, I was still a little bit out of it from taking a bump of K. I was still coherent. Yeah, K will stay with you. I know. I like it lasts 30 minutes. It had been yeah. gone by that point, but I was still kind of like needing just to go sit down in a, in like a chair, the comfy couch and dream house uh-huh. and chill. And I thought my friend would just get that be like, Ruby, listen, I'm just, sorry. I took the bathroom. You could go and like put my hand on her chest to be, to get out of the way. There's like mm-hmm. there's no way to get out of the door. Yeah. And she goes, don't touch me. And I was like, Ruby, please. And just moved her. And she goes, don't push me. Fall down the stairs, bitch. And pushes <gasps> me. Her friend Matt goes, no, Ruby, but I'm already falling down the stairs. As I'm on the ground, this is a really steep steps, by the way. These are not fun stairs. These are not fun stairs to even walk on, let alone be pushed down. Oh There's my like goodness. 13 steps. They're steep and they go in a spiral. So oh I my hit God. the back. So I hit the back wall, like, and like roll down the steps. And as I'm on the ground, I hear Ruby say, hold my phone. <gasps> like she wanted to keep going. And I was like, why? Okay. And so I just get myself up. I walk past her and walk to the bar. I asked them for some ice. They put me in the back. They asked me what's wrong. And I told them. I didn't go like screaming to everyone that Ruby pushed me down a flight of steps. I told my best friends who were there. Then somebody texts Kelsey, at, who is still at Rosemont. Uh-huh. Kelsey goes, Ruby Fox just pushed Gemma down the stairs at Dreamhouse. Everybody, let's go. And they oh. all. Sh- they and that's all where show- you heard about it, Meepo? That's, that's probably where I heard about it. <laughs> okay. So they all and show so, up. So oh, wait, all- I have a quick question. I'm sorry. Um, we, after uh, Ruby pushed you down, or after you, after Ruby pushed you down the stairs, did you get up and go back up the stairs? Because you said I you walked... pushed past the. So did she come down, or did you go back? No, up? I heard her at the top. I walked back up the stairs. Oh, wow! Okay. Walked past her. I like limped by the stairs, limped through the thing, asked them for like I have this thing on my knee. I don't know if you can see it, but <gasps> that's from the like, accident. Hold on, do. You... Do you see this? Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, oh my God. Okay, what I'm seeing is something underneath the it skin like that is moving. It looks like cartilage moving around or bone moving around. moving around. So it's a calcium deposit from repeated trauma on the knee. Whoa. Um, wow. From, from like where I'm standing, I am really just at a loss to where Ruby's mind is. We've talked about this too in the future, uh, like, a, like weeks after or months after trying mm-hmm. to reconcile because I'm all about conflict resolution. I want right. to see someone's perspective. And like I said, I put myself in there to maybe like see where I was wrong. And I'm willing to change my perspective if, you know, that is something that, you know, resonates. Right. If, it's, if it's authentic, if it's true. And it, it, she just didn't have the capacity to do that. And she, didn't ha- she doesn't have the capacity even now. I went out to a party at $3 bill in the back, like, you know, mass socially distanced thing. And Ruby was there and she, she's like, oh, it's you. And like, and then like oh. made me feel weird and ostracized the entire mm. time because she was working the party and I, I don't work in nightlife anymore. So it's kind of like, you know, she had the upper hand in like creating the vibe. And I was fine with that. I just left. So can I ask you a couple questions? Uh, because you mentioned mediation. Uh, we, we've we've reached out to a couple different people just because we want to get all angles of this. 
uh, someone from the venue said that later that night after you'd gotten some ice and, you know, some help. Oh, from I the was venue, partying and dissociating from that entire night. I uh, got so drunk and high because I didn't want to deal with it. People saw that as I was okay. It was actually the opposite. I was feeding myself things to make it okay because I didn't want her to have power over my night. I okay, didn't we want were, her. No, but what I'm we asking We weren't going to say is, that you were okay because it sounds like you were very injured. Right. But, it was, but what I, Yeah, what I'm asking is that they said that uh, um, maybe a manager or someone came over and there was this sort of like mid-party mediation in the middle of the the party sort of shortly after the event with someone from the venue and you and ruby sort of like talking it out that night and both saying i'm sorry is that a thing that happened or do you remember that here's the thing we we both said i'm sorry because we both had the intention of just stopping it for the night because Mm -hmm. i didn't want it to carry over Uh, like you know it doesn't mean that it was over. It meant mm. that it was over for that moment. It was over for oh. that moment. And we, you know, and I got that from her because she never said, I'm sorry. After, even when we've had multiple conversations, she refused to say, I'm sorry. Mm. Wow. And, and she, what- and even on that night, it was a forcing of it. We're both like girls in the community. We're all like community family. And so I think people felt inclined to not have that be so aggressive and like bring that violence into our community, but it had already been brought, you know, like it was there. And that is why a lot of, a lot of bars just said, we don't want that energy or potential because here's the thing. It wasn't like she had a clean track record and, and then all of a sudden she was canceled. Ruby's she's volatile. She's a volatile person. She loves the drama. She likes causing it. It's part of her drag persona. And that's cool. She likes being the chaotic girl, the girl who like will say what's on her mind, say the shit, do the shit she wants. You know, she should be on Bad Girls Club. But like the thing is, like <laughs> she would they should have a drag club. bad girls yeah, club. Yeah, that would she be would, incredible. I, I mean, she would be great TV. She's like, you know, and I think she will be successful for those reasons. The sad part about it is she's so talented that I think her her aggression overshadows her talent sometimes. Right. And, you know, and I'm not saying she's untalented. She's talented. That girl can dance and perform. She's good. But, you know, I think that that's why a lot of people weren't booking her at that time, because mm-hmm. the, the thought of having that energy in the space was not worth even the talent that she carries, you know? And, I'm also, and I hope she finds some peace you know, so that she can let that fucking shine. Yeah. yeah. But she'll see I'm, all this that I'm saying right now is con- condescending. She has from the very beginning. She doesn't accept it as my truth, as me actually like reaching out to her. Right. Mm. Uh, there was someone recounting the structure of the stairs being that it had a landing and talked There's about... There's not really a landing. It's okay. a... It's a triangle step that turns. It's not a landing. It's just a triangle. It's like, uh, it's a flat triangle step. So it's not, it's not like I would land on the landing. I rolled down the stairs on the floor. It's so just you went down the entire, uh, the entire thing. Okay. Oh, wow. And then the other question to clarify was timing because based on a timeline, uh, 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 we know that Ruby had worked another party that ended and then went to the deep end until it closed. So the, the sort of timeline that we heard was that it was four in the morning. It's not four. She wasn't working that night. She was not working that night. She wasn't in drag. She didn't have a gig. Well, okay. And then she she was not in drag. She was not. No, 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 no. Right. She, we, we found that out. Because in my memory of the story, right. and from Meepal, what I Meepal had heard, has c- uh, crafted a narrative that is two I, divas look, in gowns. Two divas in in drag. No, because Ruby said that they were not in drag. So, right. but I thought the two of you were in drag, and I thought that it was a completely different setup. And then I, I think the next morning, I want to say I was in New York for DragCon for before this. And it was like so around the same time. September. And I, oh yeah. Um, yeah. It was. Hold on. Um, I'll tell I just you the remember seeing date. your Facebook status the next morning. So well, it was the twenty second of September is when it happened. Okay, the twenty second of September. So yeah, okay. So the timeline question I had, um, the stairs questions I had, and then I guess the final question, um, 
is what prompted you to then make the post about it the next day? So text me and um, that actually prompted the, the response on Facebook um, said to me. Um, so what happened last night is what she texted me the next morning. I told her what happened. She said, and why haven't you vocalized this incident? And I said, um, I tried to last night. No one did a thing. Um, no one did a thing, honestly. Like I, I, I didn't want her in the space. I tried to have her actually removed and nobody saw it except for this, her friends. And they were just like silent. They were silent. Even the boy, Matt, who was my friend who said, no, Ruby, he was silent. Oh my goodness. Um, and so I was like, it was like her word against mine. Like in her mind, I was pushing and pushing her and getting in her face, but her friends were literally at my house at afters that night. Oh, that's some tea too. That night, her friends were at my house for afters. Wait, afters the afters? I had afters because I told you I carried after that. I wanted to just boo everything. Oh, I know that feeling. I got a piece of glass stuck in my leg one time and I was like, might as well finish the night out and just kept drinking. Like yeah, you, right. It what, was just there's like, a certain point where you can't feel anything. So I get you yeah. on that. Yeah. So I was there. That was where mine. I, I was also like, this is two years ago. I was like, you know, my I haven't done Coke since April 2019. Um, and it's actually because of this. Ruby wanted to do Coke. I was on did Coke later that night. My life kind of revolved around nightlife, drink, yeah. Coke, no sleep, like eat terribly kind of lifestyle. Hey, right, so, you don't have to drag me. <laughs> i'm not saying it was a problem for other people it was a problem for me it was a problem yeah. for me right, right, right. Um, okay so anyways they were at my house for afters um he goes no you need to make a statement public publicly about what went down behavior like this can't continue but it will when you stay silent you also need to let people know that you were physically assaulted and no one came to your aid is verbatim what he said to me did wow. you did you feel like no one came to your aid? Um, not really. It was about conflict resolution, not about like people just wanted to like it was like I said, her word against mine. Nobody really saw it. And so I was like and that's where I was like at first so taken aback because I was like, you know, you, you kind of start to gaslight yourself as people aren't reacting to the fact that you just got assaulted. Yeah. And. You know, nobody did a thing that night, which hurt. But, you know, everybody came, like, the people who mattered came along afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, they were there supporting me, the people who mattered. But the the party promoters and, like, the staff, like, they couldn't necessarily do anything. One, because it's kind of, it was kind of an illegal space. Well, yeah, yeah. we all know yeah, 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 of course. So, like, it's not like they could call the cops or, like, do anything or have the bouncer kick her out legally. You know, there was no... There, there was a really like weird like gray area of this situation right. and you know so I understand why people didn't come to my aid but anyways I felt like you know after hearing what said and I respect and I like them and so I was like inclined I felt more inclined to make a post um and you know I did and it had repercussions you know it the post was also phrased really poorly because I was dissociated from it. I didn't really, you know, I had just been assaulted. My, my mind didn't really want to like relive the pain and tell everybody everything at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and after that, we also, you then were, is this correct that you were banned from that venue? Banned. No. We heard that you were put we on like you a were... no entry list moving forward no. after that. No. no. You still you went you went back? Yes. Okay. Yes. I went back to every iteration of their last party. I was right. there. You know, like <laughs> we've like, had many, many we times. Know that. We know there was that. a whole so, thing with the landlord. Was the whole, and, yeah. Yeah, 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 I yeah, know. Yeah, they yeah. had an extra yeah. month. They were like, right, oh fuck right. it, we need to pay rent. Let's throw some parties. So, yeah. so <laughs> you you felt not only welcome there, but safe there in the future going back yeah it wasn't about the venue it was about the person yeah you know and i know she wouldn't do a second thing i don't think she, because of how much i i don't know how ruby would have reacted had everybody not been so obsessed with the story because oh 
I, I think that it might've been a little different. I think that the optics of her perspective needed to be set for her, I hate to use this word, clout. Um, mm. You know, like if you, you have to be like rigid in your stance. And I was like, okay, I, I guess I can respect that. I don't know what your end goal is here, but. Well, it's really sad because it sounds like it, this one incident has like affected both of you so negatively. Like, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of crazy what I thought was just like this wild, funny story is like really truly traumatized two people in like a major way. Yeah, and uh, you know I, you know it's funny I just did like uh, I did a meditation before this because I was like feeling crazy and I have this meditation. <laughs> um, I have this meditation for forgiveness, and you know it. I I don't really like view the situation with any sort of negativity anymore because I I wouldn't be getting my master's right now without it. You know, yeah. like I wouldn't I wouldn't be like going to a vocation that so resonates with my like personal vibration. Like it's like I I see that incident as like a a a, a change in pace as a flip and a pause in my life that made me look at things. Um, and what's really funny is that Ruby never really plays a part in that reminiscing. She, she, I, I've kind of released her from the situation because I don't think, you know, either of us deserve to hold on to that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I truly, I've said from the fucking beginning, like weeks after she did this, that I wish her the best. She just is not in my life. Like we just like, we can't reconcile mm. on a way where I can trust her again because friendship relies on trust and I can't you know you can't trust an assaulter you lose that trust yeah um and so I wish her well but I I just can't you know and I I, I went to her her show like somebody texted me at the Bushwig McCarran protest but like uh shows that Mary Cherry left oh yeah yeah um and uh someone messaged me on television they're like you know ruby's performing and i was like okay like great i think a lot of like this and the reaction to it is more because it blew up and became a huge story and everyone was pitting you two against each other because like i love to do it yeah they you mean you meatball well also (laughs) me i do remember i i have to say that i laughed really hard at all your stories being like brooklyn queens be like like i like a little bit of dark humor and it helped bring some levity to the situation (laughs) i had already been dissociated from it so the laughter was very much appreciated (laughs) well where can people find you if you're are unless you don't want anyone to find you and you're just trying to focus on grad school um well i mean right now it's just i i'm on instagram but i don't really keep up a lot with my with social media at the moment okay okay unless but i mean it's if you want it's i'm a let gemma know i m m a l e t g e m m a n k n o w you better spell that out i'm a let gemma know on instagram well thank you so much thank you so much gemma and thank you for letting me make fun of you Oh, of course. I I love laughing at myself. It's my favorite pastime. (laughs) Yes. All right. Have a great night. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. So, Meatball, we've made it to the end of the story. And in closing, who knows? I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) In closing, I'm more confused about what happened than what happened. Because remember, my side, I thought that it was the other, I thought it was reversed. I thought they were in drag. I thought the stairs were crazy. I don't know. Are the stairs long and curved and crooked? Have you been there? I've never been there, so I don't know. Um, th- listen, from both tellings of the story, uh, or from all tellings of the story, there are a bunch of disputed facts yeah. from both people who say, no, no, this is the truth, and it's a very different truth. Um, but what we can come to is like this we can come to the the conclusion that we thought this was going to be like funny and dramatic and it actually ended up to be like pretty traumatic for both of the parties involved and um you know i'm happy that they've all moved past it we just like rehashed some old drama for this yeah, podcast. I really dug some shit up for, for a joke and then it turned out to not be a joke but um i think it's good to try to you know get to the bottom of it and they both seem like you know i think life listen 
life can be long. You meet a lot of people. Wait a and minute. And what? Wait, why do you You don't like, like that I'm getting... trying to wrap this no, up? No, you're going like a heartfelt. I just no, think I want to sometime... end this like the X-Files. Will, will, are they out there? We'll never know. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that there are some people in your life that, you know, it's not a match. It's not a bop. It doesn't work. It is not and, a match. <laughs> and so I think that Gemma and Ruby are just like, they're not going to interact anymore. And that'll be the end of that. So we'll never know what happened. How does the, no, Wait. we're doing the wrong thing. How does the X-Files go? All right. So thank you for listening to our investigative journalistic special episode called The Stairs. You know what? I would say find these queens on the internet and throw them some money because they deserve it for rehashing all that trauma. Yeah, neither one of them really wanted to do it all that bad, but I made them. And a lesson for all of you at home. If Meatball gets in your DMs and asks you to talk about childhood trauma, ignore that. No, do it. These are fun for me. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Doodle doot doot forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.